On episode 64 of DevTalk, I speak to Timothy Bourguignon about the different journeys people take to become developers. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Timothy Bourguignon. Timothy is a dev... I should start again. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Timothy Bourguignon. He is a chief learning officer at Matema and as host of the Dev Journey podcast. And I'm really happy to have him on the show. Hello. Hi, Kerry. Thank you very much for having me. I, I don't know if you remember meeting me, but I was sitting in one of your talks at a conference that is a yearly event in, in Nuremberg, where where you live, and it's called the, the Developer Week, uh, DWX. I don't know why that abbreviation. And uh, that that's where you meet the the German developer community, especially in the .NET field, and and that's where I I saw you, and you were presenting presenting on something async, I think, uh, not sure. That could have been. That could have been. I don't remember the, the precise talk, but I remember meeting you. Yes, um, I, I've been. What, what could I have been talking about? Maybe the dynamic keyword of of C sharp four uh, was one of the of the things I was, I was really. I think that was actually uh, it. Yeah. Really enjoying a lot um, using the uh, late binding of the dynamic keyword. So doing nasty stuff uh, at runtime. And that, that was a lot of fun. And later on, we realized we didn't really need it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Especially when you started doing Xamarin development and you'd realize, oh, there's no dynamic language runtime. And, uh, and then you, okay, works anyway. <laughs> Indeed it does. <laughs> It's a bit more more like syntactic sugar. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you could do some some interesting stuff with it. So the um, there was a, there was a project called Simple Data, which was mm -hmm. doing um, matching of database structures on the fly. So you were asking for uh, for data, saying I want, for instance, uh, um, the, the the zombies table, and then you were creating uh, a chained argument, uh, so like a DSL, and okay. calling functions and um, and um, and properties which don't exist, but with use of the dynamic keyword, you are able to to make out those uh, columns and and match it out to a data structure on the fly. And that was the result was a very very um, um, readable structure, but um, which had no existence in the real in the real world, and was matched to SQL or whatever data structure you were using uh, in, uh, in in the background. That, that was yeah. a really fun project. <laughs> Not something I would use in uh, in a big project, but for pet projects and for the fun of it, that was fantastic. And I think that's that's what I was talking about back then. So as the listeners may notice, uh, you're a techie by heart, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, but I approached you because you are a fellow podcaster. Like I mentioned, you have the Dev Journey podcast, and it, you have 151 episodes already. Yes. So, uh, and as the name implies, this is not about the the hardcore tech. This is about people. Is it a people podcast? Indeed, very much, very much it is. D D should, should I tell you the uh, the birth story of the, of the podcast? Please do. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, it was 2014. I was consulting for for a German bank, and um, we wanted to scale. We wanted to have more Scrum teams. You know, uh, Fred Brooks, um, the Medical Man Month. The thing you should mm -hmm. never do uh, when a project is late: add a lot of people. 
and we're yeah. ju just doing that. Um, but anyhow, and I was helping the interview uh, part. So we're interviewing uh, scores of freelancers and just trying to get as many freelancers as we could. And we were not good at that. And we realized something is not working. And um, sometimes we, we couldn't figure out if our expectations are off, if the people we're getting are, are so bad. And so one of the things I did to get out of this bad place was to pick up my phone and start calling people I knew from conferences and asking mm -hmm. them, people I, I, I regarded as, as uh, monuments of our industry and asking them, what is a good developer? And how do you scan for that? How do you um, um, interview someone in one hour to get yeah. uh, the information you want? And what information are those? How do you get that mindset behind the person? Mm -hmm. And besides getting some very interesting uh, ideas on how not to do whiteboard interviews and stuff like that, I started getting stories and realizing I didn't know all those people. I assumed they were engineers like me and they had done some kind of computer science degree mm -hmm. like me, but no. I was the minority. They came from, from uh, boot camps. They came from a completely different degree, tech or not. Some of them had a career before that, being a nurse. I said, what? <laughs> and I was fascinated by all this. And I, I'm a very curious person by nature. And so I started inquiring on this. And is there more of those crazy stories with big air quotes? And that's what the podcast became. It took a few years to settle down on a format that um, that I liked, but that is what what it became. And I'm just collecting stories like Pokemons, um, trying to get more stories, more stories, and increasing the um, the diversity of stories that I get. So yeah. the format is always the same. There is only one question, which is which is uh, where does your tech story start? It can start mm -hmm. in kindergarten or even before. It can it all. <laughs> Uh, often starts with a C64, an Atari, or, or some kind of a, of computer in a basement. Um, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it starts two years ago for someone who is already 40 years old. And we, f we start from there, where, whatever this place is, and we see how the story develops and how this person learned and how this person uh, developed and, and grew inside our, our industry, what were the, the, uh, the forks, the, the road bumps, the interesting um, um, events in this life, and we try to, to explore what's interesting in this story. So it's really a flow-oriented podcast on the journey of the guest. Very nice, yeah. Uh, it, it is a, a really appealing format that that you you dig into into people and and I, I mean on the list of, of guests there are quite a few names that I recognize and you when they're up on stage presenting something you just have no idea how, how did that happen that this person is standing there I mean like for myself I'm I, I didn't study computer sciences either uh, I I know in our company. That's also the case maybe for half of the people. I'm not sure. There's always some some way that people got got to where they are today. Yeah. And I, I love to deconstruct that. See, oh, you you're a person I saw last month at a conference speaking in front of one thousand people. How mm -hmm. did that happen? Yeah. What were the major events in your life that led to you being on this stage at this point? Were you born like this? The answer is always no, and so there is there is a, a building up, and I want I want to get at that in in the Dev Journey podcast to make those persons more humane, more 
approachable, more relatable. They all had the same experience as we do. Mm -hmm. Nobody is a god in development. Okay, maybe, maybe some of them, but um, it's, it's, it's unlikely that somebody had something very special. They worked hard. They had some, some events, interesting or not. They did um, the, the drills. They um, put in the work to get there. And this is what we need to hear. This is what we all need to realize. Um, it's something we can all do if we want to do this. And so um, that's that's one of the of the of the hidden goal of the podcast: deconstructing a bit the myth that we have behind uh, behind some some people. So I, I've had guests who have something like two hundred something uh, thousand followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They're normal human beings, and they make time for podcasts and they talk to you about their experience. Um, the um, the guest from this week is Chris Coyier, who has two hundred seventy thousand uh, followers on Twitter. He's mm-hmm. the, um, the 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 author of uh, C- CSS tricks and CodePen, and he was explaining about his passion for ceramics and how he started as a computer kid, and then at some point said, "No, I want to go back to arts," and and followed his heart for a while and went into arts, and and at some point came back to tech. And we need to hear all this because mm-hmm. this is what our industry is about not not the 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 long hours cranking up code and and being recluse in our basement i'm in my basement right now um it's it's about people it's about stories it's about being human beings yeah i think that's really great that you're doing that i mean my my podcast is a bit more focused on technology and the and, and this is an important part of our industry but it's uh it's so much about people I think the more you learn about or the more stories you hear about people, the more you understand or it, it helps you appreciate other people whose story you don't know yet, but you get a sense that there's always something there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there I've, I have yet to see a project or a product where the technology is really the problem. Um, mm-hmm. We always find a way. Yeah. But... In almost every project I've lived, experienced, heard about, um, the people were having problems with each other. Miscommunication, mm-hmm. not talking to one another, uh, politics, and all this stuff. And this this is always what it come back, come back to. Um, the tech, we can get that under control. The people, it's really hard. It's the domain of the of the complex, not the complicated anymore. It's the complex. It's the it's the human part, and we need to get used to to um, work with empathy, to relate to people, to understand where they're coming from, with their um, with their uh, pluses and minuses, with what they learn and live through, um, and and try to empathize with them. And that's that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast: is bringing stories and say, hey. Look at that. You thought these people, or maybe you had a, an idealized image of this person in your mind, but look at his or her story. This is what it took to come there. And maybe mm. now you can understand more how how they, they made this or that decision, or maybe what's happening at home, or maybe when they don't feel like or uh, um, really connected to the work right now, maybe there's more. I've had many stories of burnout, which are always awful stories. But so um, interesting to see how those people got engulfed in their work and at some point um, had to step out 
I'd say, no, I, I can't do that anymore. And they, most of them didn't realize that early enough because they were passionate about what they were doing. Yeah. And we're all passionate about what we're doing. Are we all going toward burnout? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I hope not. Um, but that, those are the things we have to realize for each other and say, oh, watch out. Maybe you're going a bit too far there. Maybe you should, you should uh, go a bit easy on, on, on work, um, et cetera. Those are the things we can only, or the hints we can only grab when we're aware of that. So mm -hmm. that's why we have to get interested in, in our coworkers and our friends and our, the people that surround us. And uh, that's that's something I, I'm, I'm biased, but that's something I find <laughs> really interesting. All those those people stories. Yeah, is there something that you say that everybody has in common, at least a little bit, or 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 maybe or are there like categories where you say these people all have this in common, this these people all have this in common? Is, is there like is that that something, or do you just? get full diversity from from what you're what you're experiencing i, I would tend to think the latter um the more mm -hmm. people i get i i would tend to to imagine that that some boxes would would appear but it doesn't seem to be the case when i um i i well let's backtrack a little um for a while i thought well all all c is degrees majors um think this way mm -hmm. i realized it's not the case And then I did the same mistake. I made the same mistake with uh, bootcamp graduates. And so, well, bootcamp graduates are probably thinking this way. Mm -hmm. And I'm always surprised with some new stories where I say, whoa, where did that come from? So I don't think so. I, I think the, the only common thing we have is we all want to do good. And we all want to, to create something. And we're all um, joined by this, this lust for creating something and being builders and whatever form that takes. Some of us are doing um, core stuff in, in, in the deeper ends of, of a kernel. Um, mm -hmm. I remember um, the story of Alice Goldfuss, who used to be an, an office assistant and, and started there by, by processing emails for, for a company. And at some point discovering, well, maybe I could run this shell script that somebody seems to be running for me. And slowly but surely, she worked her way uh, up or, or down the stack, uh, if I may say. <laughs> and she's now working for, I think, GitHub on a Linux kernel. Uh, so <laughs> incredible Crazy. story. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she's only one, one, um, one uh, uh, side of a multi-faces die. Um, for instance, Chris Coyier is really happy working with CSS and, and um, very high-level websites. And then we have mm -hmm. people working on uh, fat clients for, uh, for a defined OS. And we have people that really want to work on iOS or, or Android and really do those mobile applications. And then we have a, an orthogonal layer on top of that with people who are more into uh, accessibility or UX. And all of those are developers, but with different faces. And they all want to create something that's, uh, that's what... Uh, joins us in this big family but i don't think we can put people in boxes um so far i haven't found any box that really works i noticed that uh, you have a um what should i call it as a from a superficial view uh, you have a diverse um, list of guests so from different countries different uh genders uh ethnicities I'm wondering. I was just thinking about these these different um, 
in, in German you say you put you put people into drawers. You have this mm-hmm. drawer for for uh, so we're both in Germany and uh, <laughs> both, both speak German. Um, you put people into drawers and you, th- you you see someone and you say, oh, that person's rich or that person's poor or that person's educated. Is this and 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 if if I am looking through the list of names here and I I see the people and then that, then I think. Um, I, well, but my impression is this is a, a diverse group, and I, I'm wondering if if this this is a very superficial view because I'm just seeing the names and I'm, I'm assuming some genders. And if you were to take like a, a what we would say a very um, homogenous group of people all the all the same skin color uh, type of education, would that still be everybody's completely different? Or is also the, this you inviting people from diverse backgrounds part of the what, what makes your, your your show so special? I'm I'm really trying to um, to show a diversity that maybe is not um, entirely represented in 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 uh, in this percentages in our industry. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I'm I'm really shooting for more than 40 percent women on the show. And yeah. we know in our industry it's it's way less, but I'm not okay with way less. Um, uh, women are um, mandatory in our teams nowadays, and so as as a podcast host, I want to do my part in helping bring more women on on, on the front lines, give them more uh, more time on the air. So that's something I'm doing deliberately, mm-hmm. um, and I'm trying as well to get more um, underrepresented uh, communities. So I'm really trying to get into more uh, um, African countries. It's it's not so easy because I'm really, I don't know uh, so many people there. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, I couldn't really get somebody from Asia yet. I haven't, uh, um, Sean Wang, who uh, will be coming on the show in a, in a couple of weeks, who is in Singapore right now, and but who is an, an American uh, Singaporean. So does that count as uh, somebody from Asia? I don't know. Um, somebody from India as well. I'm trying. I'm trying to get there mm-hmm. um, because I, I want to get at those different profiles. Uh, I'm. Not, I, I don't know if they're different than than um, we Europeans. I assume they are. And so my curiosity says. Um, before you've checked it out, um, you cannot say. So I, I need to increase diversity in this direction, and yeah. I will see. But so far, every journey has been unique. Every journey has been uh, insightful. Every journey has been um, uh, a bedtime story for me. So something where I really, I record in the evenings quite often, where I, I lay in bed after the recording and say, oh, that was good. Yeah. So, this is really what I'm trying to get at. So this this diversity aspect is deliberate. Um, yeah. Not sure that was your question, but, but that is my that's, answer. <laughs> that's also my question. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's part of what makes your show special is it's got to be different for somebody who's in a, in a situation where they don't have to worry about uh, uh, money or, or food um, compared to somebody who's, who's in a, is not in such a privileged position. Maybe that's where um, the diversity representation ends, because most of the guests I I reach out to, um, I find them through social media on Twitter. So it means those are people who have time for that. 
Um, I have quite a few guests who suggested uh, colleagues, former colleagues of, of them and say that, well, this person should be really uh, a, per a person uh, interesting for your show. So mm. there I can reach out to some more people, but I can only reach out to people I, I somehow can find. So um, you maybe know from, from Scott Hansom and the, the dark matter developers. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's the idea that there is so much work in IT that there must be developers we never hear from because all the, yeah. the developers we can see um, couldn't possibly do all this work. So there must be some more. And that like dark, dark matter, you, you can there, prove there you is, are yeah. there, but you, you cannot see them. And so <laughs> I, I don't know how I can reach those people. But yeah. so, so that's there's a small star um, um, behind this this diversity. It's some kind of projected diversity. I'm trying to to expand as much as I can, but it's obviously uh, a model, so it's wrong. It's a, it's a representation of reality. But do you get into more communities through the guests you invite, so that like you have somebody on from the let, let's say CSS uh, community, and then. Uh, this makes enables you to reach somebody who's who you, who you never would have known. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So, um, I, I can give you a very very concrete example. Um, I, I interviewed um, Reuven Lerner. Uh, I think beginning of last year, who is a, a very prominent uh, Python uh, um, person in Israel, mm -hmm. and that um, gave me a lot of contact into the, um, the Israel, uh, uh, tech and startup, uh, community. And through this, I was able to reach out to some people in the cybersecurity space. And the Israelis are very good in, in this, um, in this, uh, regard right now. And so getting some, some other stories from there and people who come from the IDF. So the, uh, the Israeli defense force and have worked with the, the military, which is, um, not necessarily my stuff, but. Mm -hmm. Again, it's diversity. So those are stories that represent um, some part of uh, the population and um, some of them um, deserve a place on the show as well. And I have had, maybe it's just a tangent we can go into as well. Um, I've, I've had some, some not backslash, backlash, but a bit of, of pushback because um, I, uh, I interviewed one person and, and some people on Twitter didn't find it good because they say, well, this person is not representing our industry well. I say, so what? They're represent, they, they're, they're, um, they're represented uh, or they need to be represented on the show as any other. They are part of our industry and so their story needs to be heard. It's part of the diversity. Maybe we don't like it, but um, it's their story. And so they deserve a place. Yeah. Well, you do a, a show every week, so I'm never going to catch up to you because I, I do every other week. So I, I follow you on Twitter and I always see these announcements. And then I look at, at the responses uh, from people to your tweets. I see it's a bit comparable to, to my podcast. Uh, sometimes... There's not much. Sometimes you get a little bit more, but my impression, or maybe this is more reflect on reflecting on myself, uh, there's not that much that comes back, mm -hmm. and it's it's like yelling into the void, and you don't know if there's anybody there. Uh, sometimes you hear something, and most of the times it's just uh, you'd see the downloads, and you. That doesn't mean that somebody actually listened to it, but but do you have an impression how it is for your podcast? How are people actually listening? Are you creating or, or are you increasing your reach? 
So I, I, the the honest answer is I don't know. Um, like you said, I can see the the statistics, but mm-hmm. or like all statistics, um, they're uh, they're 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 fake in in themselves. So I see the download, I see the downloads growing, um, but are people really listening or just downloading? You can you never know. That's that's the uh, the problem of uh, of the uh, of the podcast industry right now. Yeah. Um, but I must say. Uh, first of all, I get some feedback. So, so I have a, a core of people who interact with me, not necessarily directly on Twitter, but uh, okay. like email or, or via other platforms. So that's something I get. And um, that's a first confirmation that what I do is um, is interesting to at least a, a core of, of um, dedicated people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, 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 the most honest answer I want to get is actually I don't care. I'm okay. satisfying my curiosity with all this. I am using this podcast to reach out to Chris Coyier and say, hey, do you want to tell me your story? Mm-hmm. If I were to do that out of the blue and say, do you want to give me an hour of your time and, and tell me your story? Yeah. He would probably say no. And so mm-hmm. having a podcast and, and not keeping it for myself <laughs> and giving it out again um, with some downloads so that's uh, <laughs> that's cherry on the cake um i am able to reach out to those people and this is fantastic and so um even if the downloads were to uh, were to disappear i think i would continue doing this i'm t- learning a lot through those stories i'm building some connections i'm learning mm-hmm. about people i'm learning about um about uh, communicating i'm learning about storytelling i'm connecting some dots I'm um, training my interviewing skills. I'm training my listening skills. I am expanding my knowledge. Um, it, it, from a, from an egoistical perspective, it's already enough, and all yeah. the rest comes on top. So um, I'm 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 amazed that so many people agree to talk to me, and and some people <laughs> I, I regard as as uh, semi gods. Um, I must admit, or have been uh, following for years um, when I interviewed. Yeah. Um, uh, Richard Kemble, the the host of yeah. .NET Rocks podcast, or when the one of the co-hosts, I've been listening to .NET Rocks since two thousand three or something like this. Yeah. It's just wow, and he he was rambling and talking and talking and talking. I just couldn't stop him, and he was <laughs> so fascinating. Um, he is fascinating to listen that. to. Yeah, I don't need more than that to to do the show. Yeah. That's enough insights uh, to to continue doing it. Yeah, well. I, I think this is also because you have a good track record. Yeah, you you release on on the schedule, and you can you have something to to show. You say, look, here's 150 episodes, and it's not just uh, this this thing that will be forgotten. But I'm building building up something here, and yeah, it's really impressive. Well, thank you. But that's what I said at the beginning. Um, you have to put in the work, and and everyone in our industry who somehow has his or her or their name somewhere started somewhere and did the work uh, if you if you listen if you go back i love to do that go back to the first podcast of scott henselman scott mm-hmm. henselman is now really really big in the microsoft space but when yeah. you listen to his first podcast um i must say it's an humbling experience he's rumbling in front of his of his microphone and, and telling stories that has nothing to do with what the podcast is today the bar mm-hmm. from his podcast nowadays is really, really high. It's very yeah. slick. He is very fast. Uh, in in twenty something minutes, he manages to extract a very, very 
concise, inspiring, and powerful story. But yeah. it took him 900 episodes to get there. <laughs> and so you have to observe the story. So you have to to put in the work and 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 be there and always um, show up and, and produce more episodes. And you're going to learn. You're Maybe it's going to be a success, maybe not. But the journey itself is interesting. And that's what I'm, I'm doing for myself. So yeah, I'm, I'm putting quite a bit of work. Um, it's something like like five hours of work per week on average, which is kind of a good hobby already. Um, that's that's <laughs> something I could be putting in in going for a jog or, 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 um, or lifting weights or playing with my kids. But I... I have the chance of not sleeping too much so I can put the time uh, in the evenings and mm -hmm. I decided to do it because I, I find it fascinating and hopefully some people can can um, can uh, benefit from that benefit from that so win yeah. win <laughs> <laughs> well the the two podcasts you mentioned the .NET Rocks and the Hansel Minutes that was also for me that was inspiration for starting to podcast basically I just wanted to see what it's like, and yeah, I guess it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You put one finger in, and, and soon your arm is completely gone, and, and you're hooked, and you can just cannot stop. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad you jump uh, jumped on the bandwagon and, and are doing this. This is uh, it's really cool. And everyone like like, like talks. Um, everyone has their voice, their the way, uh, their, their own way of telling things and and bringing things to the to the surface, and so. Um, you are reaching people I couldn't reach and, and vice versa. So um, yeah. your voice needs to be there to reach some people and move them on, the, on their journey. And maybe after a while, they, 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 they won't follow you anymore and, and jump somewhere else and somebody will come to you. And that's, that's the way it is. It's, it's just a, you're on their journey, uh, some kind of passive mentor on their journey and, and, and helping them go further. And, uh, and that's, that's fantastic in its, in its own way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's always nice to have somebody who says, okay, this is my first podcast. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that. The last episode was like that uh, with Alan Ritchie, his first podcast. I mean, he's uh, admired in the industry, um, in, at least in the in the Xamarin community. And it's it's great to 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 uh, be able to, to bring this. I mean, it's a good experience for him to do this uh, and it, it, others benefit from it and there was a lot of response so i yeah that makes me happy <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah that's the best confirmation ever that is, that is really cool uh one uh interesting question i have i know you're a father like i am uh you you tweet about this and you're in this position where you can shape somebody's german journey <laughs> mm -hmm. and I was wondering if some of the input you get, uh, I was I was listening to one of your episodes. Somebody said they they started at the age where my oldest son is right now, that they started programming. Um, and I was, yeah, I was wondering if if you take this as input for parenting. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. So I, I tried to do some programming with my son, with my oldest, mm -hmm. who is eight now. Um, but it didn't really, really work out. Um, yeah. I, I stripped down my, my expectations and my projection of myself onto my son and, and tried to try to, to step down from there. And the only thing I, I try to, to, um, to initiate is uh, creativity. 
So he has an, an inherent creativity, but we know mm -hmm. that our society with TV, with uh, video games, etc., tend to 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 put us in a more passive way of consuming stuff. And mm -hmm. I would like to counter this. So I'm trying with every way I can to grab some pieces, ideas, um, side projects from right and left and see, hey, let us try that. Let us work together on this. Let, let us create something and and um, let me show him that he can be a creator. Whatever mm -hmm. whatever um, the medium is, it can be tech. It doesn't have to be. It can be in the garden. Um, it can be with woodworking. It can be with, uh, with his Legos or whatever, just creating stuff. And for instance, he discovered for himself um, for, for a couple of days ago um, how to make um, uh, time-lapse movies with his tablet and mm -hmm. Legos or, or Playmos. And he, he's dug into that. And I'm the happiest to see this. So <laughs> um, this was me just trying to, to move him into just create something. Yep. Don't be passive. And I'm happy. And so I'm trying to get some hints from uh, from the guests and try to, of course, uh, trying to get some some ideas and and, um, and try to get some pointers. Um, but the the biggest thing I took from the podcast is listening, is trying to shut up and listen to to what's coming up. And I think that with kids, this is really um, the, the the key element is really trying to listen to what they say. We or I tended to be a parent. I know I know what's best. And um, now you follow what I say. And no, they uh, they have um, they have a mind of their own. They have an idea of their own. And so try to listen to what they say for mm -hmm. real. And I'm I'm uh, experiencing this every day or, or every week on the show. And so that's that's training for me. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, so what are your your plans for the for the future? Is this going to just keep going, or are you going to change something or is are you always changing things um the, the honest answer is i don't know but <laughs> but i have some some ideas some no roadmap like to try yeah. okay <laughs> no roadmap definitely yeah. I'm, i'm too agile for that <laughs> um so I'm, i'm trying out some stuff um and the, the 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 two things i'm really trying out is one um short stories extracted from the show but not told on the show really the short formats, really crispy one story. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've done that a couple of times and it worked really well. And so I'm, 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 I'm exploring how I could do this uh, differently, but it's it's not for the necessarily for the audience of their journey right now. It's more a long format, 45 minutes, uh, something you settle in and, and you listen to while doing something else. Those short stories would be a different audience. So that would be a different, different show, but mm -hmm. really related to it. So connecting with one another. Um, and the other one is, um, as you mentioned before, try to get some some discussion. And one thing I've been toying with is, um, what if I created a fixed point in time every week where people can join and talk with me about the show that just aired? So the sh the shows yeah. always show up in on on Tuesday mornings um, in uh, CET, so European time. Mm -hmm. um, what about? Uh, some spot in, on Thursday or Friday afternoon uh, where people can tune in and, and for one hour, we can just talk about the, the episode that, that, that aired this, that week and say, hey, I took this and this was interesting. And what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. um, I'm still not sure how to, how to handle this, but that's something that I think might be interesting to, uh, to, to create a different dynamic about that. But other than this, 
um, I'm going to continue collecting. Um, there's so many people on my, on my backlog, on my to-do list. Um, I have a, a database right now with 400 uh, names of people I somehow saw at conferences on Twitter or heard about or, or got um, uh, hinted about and say, hey, maybe you should, you should inquire into this person. I, I've got a backlog for a few years now. So we'll, oh, see. <laughs> we'll see. And and I don't I don't even know who's going to be the next guest on my podcast after you, <laughs> and you've got a, got a backlog of foreigner people. Uh, I didn't okay. record yet, but I, I used to yeah. uh, to have something like three to four recordings already um, in a um, done uh, always. Yeah. So to have to have at least one month of of leeway, uh, mm -hmm. just in case something happens. Um, so I'm, I'm really trying to think ahead all, all the time and um, to be able to publish every week. That's kind of an organizational uh, uh, effort, but you have to do that. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah. Recorded or edited one month in advance? <laughs> recorded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know when, when it's recorded, then I, I know I can go through the process in a defined time. So yeah. editing is always something like like between one and a half hour to two and a half hours for one episode. Mm -hmm. um, I have my, my automators now. I have all my tools set up. I really know how to go through it. Um, I already have a feeling after recording uh, if I need to edit lo a lot or not. I have some markers, everything. I can go through it pretty well. The complex part is scheduling and getting to record because there yeah. is a variable I cannot uh, really influence the schedule of the guest. So sometimes mm. I I I, um, I uh, inquire with somebody and say, hey, would you be interested? Yeah, sure. In uh, July, and right now it's May. So oh, okay, <laughs> uh, it won't work for my backlog. So I have to find out somebody else. And then sometimes I have four or five person lined up in two weeks, and sometimes it's a draw, and it's just nobody three weeks long. So I have to cope with this. But okay, my stuff. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, thank you, thank you so much for sharing this part of your journey with me. <laughs> I, I have learned something, and I'm I'm gonna um, take some of that to make this a better podcast. Um, thank, you, thank you very much for uh, for having me. That was really cool, and I'm always happy to uh, to speak about uh, the after journey and how how uh, the Germans say how the sausage is made. So how how the podcast is made in the in the in the background. That's all also yeah. really interesting. Well, maybe we have to, to talk in private. Maybe that's not so interesting for everyone. The, the details about editing podcast episodes. Anytime, anytime. Um, I believe I've gotten good at this, but I've, I'm sure there's a lot I don't know. <laughs> just, just to give you an idea, at the beginning, I think I took something like 10 hours per episode editing. Ah, and for so, me, it was the opposite. It's taking longer and longer now. <laughs> but the, the result is getting better. So that, that, That's all that counts. <laughs> Thank you so much for being my guest today, Timothy. It was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. This was another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye bye.